Zach Mattenberger, quarterback, LSU. Uh, probably the best example of something that you and I have both been harping on, both on Twitter and in these, uh, in these little audio features. You can improve certain aspects of your game and, and you know be like the best style of player that you are but guys ultimately they are who they are like you are not you, you're not really I mean just a little bit of backstory both I think you had him graded as like a six rounder in the preseason am I right something like I that I think I had him at the late six and you had him like what undrafted yeah I, I didn't even have a draftable grade on him and there were I mean there's a lot of reasons for that individually like each little aspect of his game has flaws. Like, there's a lot of flaws from a physical standpoint. Just, you know, he, he's he got a very, very slow, awkward sidearm release. Um, and usually sidearm releases are quick, but his is, his is still very slow and elongated. Um, his feet are very, very slow. He And because of those two things, he needs a ton of space to operate. He doesn't, and, you know, on his, on his tape from last year, very, very slow progression reading. You know, some of that was probably the design of their offense, too. Um, but just very, very slow. Just stood there and, and stared receivers down and got hit a lot. Um, just holding on to the ball too long and not getting rid of it and protecting himself, which he's going to have to do since he's so slow. But everything kind of came together for him this year. And, I mean, I'll let you expound on it because, I mean, it. You've watched both of those LSU receivers, and I know that you really, you really love Beckham. Um, I know you like both of them, but you really love Beckham. But everything just kind of came together for him this year, kind of the perfect storm, the perfect offensive coordinator for his skill set and Cam Cameron. Um, just a beastly running game. I mean, LSU always has that. And then two wide receivers that are absolutely outstanding in terms of their body control and being able to adjust to the ball in the air and make contested catches. I uh, Yeah, um... I don't want to sound unfair to Mettenberger, but it's almost like to some degree he was lucky. Um, he definitely did improve. He made strides. But at the same time, I really felt like he leaned on that talent that he had around him. There's between Cam Cameron's offense and those two just studly receivers. And then you have Lael Collins at left tackle, who is going to be a first or second round pick when he comes out. Um, I believe they have another talented offensive guard, not completely familiar with everyone on their offensive roster, but it just seemed like everything broke right for him. Yeah, and that's kind of the worry that I have for him going forward is that I don't know if he's ever going to have as good of a situation, especially tailored for his specific skill set and what he needs than what he got at LSU. I mean, unless you took him and then and just dr plopped him down in like in San Francisco with Anquan Bolden and Michael Crabtree or, or in like Chicago. Um, I mean, I really don't know. Arizona would probably actually be really good for him too, and that's something that Keen has brought up, especially with Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. But um, nervous about nervous about the offensive line, right? Exactly, and that's something. And and this is something that I tweeted about yesterday. And before I get into that. You talked about his improvement, and I do agree he has improved, especially in terms of speeding up his decision-making, even though he still exposes himself to getting hit a lot because, like I said, his release is so slow and his, his feet are so slow. But his decision-making and, and his progression reading and throwing in, in the rhythm of the offense both improved tremendously from last year. But his style of quarterback, the 
the statue gunslinger needs to be so good and have such a sophisticated understanding of the passing game and of defenses that, you know, I mean, it's it's very, very difficult for them to have any type of consistent success unless they just become a completely cerebral player. Yeah, no, and just adding on to kind of the talent and all that, um, obviously we don't need to talk about his arm. He has a very good arm. That's that's a given. Um, the other thing you're going to really like on tape is that he has a really impressive trigger. He'll make impressive throws. Yes. But there, there's, when I say trigger, to me, I would never say it's a bad quality of his, but at times it almost just seemed like, I'm not sure if he's challenging in the middle of the field with a linebacker trailing a tight end um, and safety just right there. I don't know if that's him in terms of trigger. I think it was more, I'm just one-on-one matchup. The routes basically developed. Um, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are are going to make a play against this corner. They're great. I mean, they're just going to make the play. That is triggered to some degree, but I almost it wasn't anticipatory, in, anticipatory at all. It was more of just I know they're going to win, so I'll do it. Uh, I think maybe the perfect example of this actually is probably when he broke uh, tore his ACL. Uh, if you watch that throw. The receivers are just out of control. They can make so many plays that make him look better. So, yeah, and he's not—he's not an overly accurate guy. I mean, he'll put it in the in the receivers' general vicinity and where they can they can make a play on it. But he's not pinpoint. He's yeah. He does not have pinpoint accuracy, especially in the intermediate yeah, and deeper portions of the field. Yeah, he can get kind of erratic. Um, I mean, he's just one of those guys where his game last year, where the sum was greater than any you know individual part of his game. Because, like I said, um, I, I mean, I know a lot of people really, really like him and everything, but he, he's a strong arm who can sling it and and he he can throw with compromised velocity. And I will give him credit; his eye level is outstanding. Like his eyes are always down the field. Um, but yeah, just and, a, and he can throw his bodies around. And he can't, yes, he's... I mean, he can't, can he navigate around? Right, he he needs a lot of space in terms of his release and, like, how slow his setup and everything is, but he's not uncomfortable when the space is is getting compressed around him. So, there's things I like about his game, some things that I've got some major issues, you know, questioning and projecting. Um, I've got a feeling that, like, all of the, the traditional NFL media... He's going to be their favorite quarterback besides, you know, besides Bortles. I don't know. Like, guys, like, I I already know. I'll tell you right now. I know that Cassell is going to absolutely fall in love with Mettenberger. That is his style of quarterback to a T. Like, you see him you see him making throws in the intermediate and deep portions of the field over and over off of play action um, against cover three and cover one constantly. So that Cassell is going to absolutely love him, and if you if you love that style of quarterback, then you you know you're really really going to like him. I tend to be a little bit harder on those guys because, like I said, um, just the lack of the lack of ability to improvise or to to make plays when the defense takes away what they want. Um, they just need to be able. They need to be you know absolutely outstanding both in the pre snap and post snap phases and understanding protections and 
and all of that stuff that goes along with it. There's very little just like go out and make a play. Yeah, I mean, I think his best game was probably against Georgia, and Georgia just abysmal, just an abysmal defense. Um, yeah, so I'm not really sure exactly how to feel about him. I'm never going to be the guy that has a second-round grade on him, even though the arm talent and, as I said, the eye level is probably on that range. But everything else is just either mediocre to very, very poor. So... Yeah, and I I thought that my grade on him was going to jump up a lot higher than it did. I thought that I would end up like his grade would end up coming out as like third round or so. Um but yeah, he was like he was I think I had him at fifth or sixth round originally and then I really really like you know, I was questioning myself and everything, so I went went back and really rewatched him and, you know, regraded him and all that and ended up being like still ended up settling as like a fifth rounder so I'm just going to trust the formula at that point and what I'm seeing. Yeah, because so. I think I had him as a mid to late four so we're not far, we're not that far off on that. Um plus he's got the injury history and all that and he takes he takes hits, a lot of hits. He really does. And I mean his character supposedly isn't up to par. So it'll be interesting. Yep. Um I know some people are going to bring up Ryan Mallett. I don't think he was anywhere near his level. No, Ryan Mallett was better. Quarterback. So, yeah. He is, you know what? I Since it was tweeted out, could I, um, the Jags thinking about doubling down? I'm not necessarily trying to pin Mettenberger to the Jags, but to me, he represents a good double down quarterback. Yeah, I could buy that. But he's going to go, I think, a lot higher than. Uh... No, well, I don't know because of the ACL tear, kind of throws a, kind of throws a wrench into everything. So if you can get him on the third day, yeah, go ahead. 